Bokar Tov, we're continuing uh, Parashat Emor, and we are on Pasuk uh, 10. I just want to go back and retranslate Pasuk 9, because I think I made a mistake in translating. The Pasuk translates, Uvat ki not. The daughter of any priest that profane herself through zinut, techel from the word, from the word of chol. Uh, she's desecrating her father and she must be brought out to be, to be burnt again there's discussion in the Chachamim is this when she's engaged or is this when she's married because clearly by, just by the fact that a woman is the daughter of a Kohen there's no death penalty for, for uh, having relations outside of marriage the question is uh, the, the real discussion here according to the Chachamim she's already been taken She's already married. Exactly. It's, it's, it's obviously she's already married because we're not going to punish someone for with relations burning, outside of with marriage. With burning. Right? And the, it's just a question of whether it's engaged or married. Okay, good. Pasuk Yud. Now the, the, we just started with the laws of Kiddushah for the Kohen. Mm-hmm. And... Unlike for the laws of Kiddushah of the normal man, which took an entire parasha, starting from the end of parashat Acharemot um, uh, until the end of Kiddushim, we just did all the extra laws that only pertain to the Kohen in a paragraph. Yes. And now there are a little bit more laws that apply just to Kohen Gadol, but this is all part of the segment of Sefer Vaikra that discusses holiness of the individual through behavior. So the Kohen Gadol... The Pasuk Yud starts the, pra- the Kedushah topic of the Kohen Gadol. That he is anointed on his head. With the oil of anointing. And they gave, invested him with the duties. Who wears the special clothing. Meaning the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. He is not allowed to let his hair grow long. And he's not allowed to tear his clothes. What is that in reference to? That, uh, like a, uh, he's not allowed to go into mourning. Yes. What do you do in mourning? You do kiriyah, yes. which is the tearing of the thing. And you do, you you're gro- growing your hair. Your hair. You cannot, yes. Exactly, you're not allowed to cut your hair. And he cannot become tamed through anybody. Even to his father and his mother, he cannot become tamed. So the Kohen Gadol, unlike the regular Kohen, is not go. allowed to become Tameh to his relatives. Wow. He cannot leave the Mikdash. What is that referring to? So I keep hearing it, and, and it's, it's like almost as if the Peshat is that the Kohanim had to sleep in the Mikdash or something. They couldn't leave the Mikdash. But the, but, but the Peshat, at least according to the Allaha, it's referring to in the process of mourning, they're not allowed to leave, let's say, to go bury their father. Meaning, let's say they're they, in, they're in. How do you say the environment should be? It should be the in the in the, in the where there is. Well, but, but it doesn't mean they're not allowed to ever leave the mikdash. Yeah, it they means, can go home. They can go. Yeah, home. They can go yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. It, it just means that, 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 that in the mood, let's that, say uh, yeah, let's say they are uh, according to the to Rashi, it's referring to whatever they take the father or the mother to the cemetery. and it's taking wow. them to the cemetery. So typically, of levaya. What is levaya? Yeah. The vayas, when the people, the townspeople, yeah, would walk or proceed with, give respect, the, give would give respect to the deceased, they would walk with the deceased or the, with the corpse the last outside, the te- outside the community. Yes. And they would walk them to the graveyard. Yes. Kohen Gadol does not partake in that. So he doesn't yeah. leave the Mikdash. 
so that he doesn't desecrate the Mikdash of God. Because the consecration of the oil of anointing is on him, I am God. Nezer is an interesting word. Nezer could mean, excuse me, Nezer could mean um, separating, like a, uh, like a Nazir. Nazir is someone yes. who separates something. Yes. Yes. Nezer is also used as a crown. So I think the Midrash goes in two directions. Either that these laws are like a crown for him, or these laws are restrictive of him. But either way, he's, uh, because he has the oil of anointing on him, he's not allowed to uh, do these things. And he, when he gets married, he has to marry a woman who is a betula. Wow. Bah, bah. Unbelievable. Bokertov. <laughs> Bokertov. It's Thursday. This is a special Thursday. This is a very idea. special Thursday. All right, we are at the beginning, so you're in good timing. So it's not only Sunday that I get to, <laughs> to <laughs> nah, see. That's it. Okay. Fall off the bed today. <laughs> okay. okay. And he should take a bitula, meaning for a Kohen Gadol, for a regular Kohen, who is he allowed to marry? It has to be a virgin or no. even a... Even a, a divorcee. A, no, no, no. Not even, even a widow. A widow, yes. Okay. So regular coin is allowed to marry a widow because Miskena, the widow did not do... I mean, and neither did the divorcee do anything wrong. But, but the widow, uh, for some reason, the widow is considered a lower level, meaning it's not as problematic for the coin gadol as a divorcee. Yes. It makes sense in my head, but I don't... I, don't, I can't put it like, what, what's the actual difference? You know, like... I think and because I think, that one is still alive. Yes, it's it. Yes. That's what it is. Yes, because because he has because a man of peace, he cannot. Then there is going to be some between the husband of the of this diversity. No, he's right, and not on, not only. I mean, you could put it like that, but it's it's when the husband isn't around anymore, then there's no there's no even concern or consideration. Yes, she might even consider going back to him. Not even that. It's just it's just it's less uh it's it's less friction. It's just less going on. Uh, so the coin got, for the regular coin is allowed to marry a, uh, a, oof, a widow, and uh, a divorcee is off limits. But for a kohen gadol, only virgin. Only virgin. A widow or a divorcee or a halala. What did we say? A halala was. Halala was a woman born from a kohen and the forbidden woman. So let's say a a kohen. Yoram uh, is regretting coming today. He's, he's losing uh, it already. No, 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 I'm good. Let's say a Kohen yes. marries a Gerusha, a divorcee. Then the children or the daughter become, become a Chalala. Another Kohen is not allowed to marry, is not allowed to marry the Chalala. Okay? And then you have Zona. What do we say? The halachic definition of Zona is? is that she's very she has been with a, a man who is forbidden to her. Yes. Or a goy yes. or a mamzer. Yes, but it's not, she's not a prostitute. But if a woman is a prostitute and she only prostitutes herself, but if she prostitutes herself only with Jewish men, then it's possible. And she's not married, then she's not considered anything. There's no, there's no, I meaning it's not, it's not permitted. I'm not saying it's permitted. Yes. She's not, she's not, she can marry a Kohen, yeah. Until okay. she, her body was not touched by a non Jew. Okay, at Elle Loikach, these. Uh, the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to take a widow, a divorcee, a chalala, and a zona. The 
Kohen Gadol may not marry. Rather, he should take a betula, a virgin from his, amongst his people. Thereby, by keeping his line of marriage clean, he will thereby not desecrate his seed through amongst his people, meaning he's going to keep his seed and his progeny. He will keep them pure. For I am Hashem who makes you holy. Okay, next segment. Yes. Sheni. Sheni. We're scratching. We're scratching. Okay, Pasuk 16. We, have, we really have to move. This is, this is a difficult parasha. By the Bera Adonai Moshe Lemor, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, The Bera Adonai Lemor, Ish Mizar Achala Dorotam Asher Yevomum, Lo Yikrav Leakriv Lehem Elohav. Hashem said to Moshe saying, Speak to Aaron and say, anybody from your descendants, yes. any Kohen, from all the generations who has a mum, who has a bodily defect, yes. they are not allowed to approach to bring the offerings of God or of his God or whatever it is. Okay, so, so what is the topic here? The next paragraph is going to talk about all of the bodily defects the that a Kohen, yes. that makes a Kohen, that invalidates a Kohen from doing service in the temple. Why would a bodily defect invalidate a Kohen from doing service in the temple? Because it doesn't look... N- n- it doesn't... It's not a matter of the Kohen having an issue. Yes. This isn't the s- sinfulness on yes. part of the Kohen. Yes. Because what do we see when, if when it says... You can still eat. He's yeah. allowed to still eat. He's allowed to still act like a yes. Kohen. But, but whenever Am Yisrael is sending a delegation to serve God on their behalf, out of respect for the Mikdash, the delegation, um, the delegation we send should be our best and cleanest yes, and, and the most proper. The animals looking. that they have to be... We're going to see with the animals as well. But it's, uh, <laughs> the first one is for the Kohen himself. For yes. the Kohen himself, they are not allowed to serve if they have a bodily defect. The paragraph is going, is going to go on to describe a lot of bodily defects, but yes. pretty much any bodily defect could make a Kohen invalidated. More or less, um, yes. wow. So it says, Any Kohen who has a mum he can approach. Ishiver, if he's blind, or if he's seach, or he's lame, or harum, or he's maimed, or sarua, or as uh, one leg is too long, or isha shediev, or shever raget, or broken leg, or shever yad, or broken arm, or giben, or hunched back, or duck, or he has a, uh, or, or here it says he's a, he's a midget, or tevalul be'ayna, or he has uh, something problem in his eye, or harav, or he has a scab, or ya lefet, or ya scurvy, I don't even know what these things skin, are. These are skin, uh, these are skin, 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 skin things. Problems, yes. Or merowach ashech, or he has crushed, crushed testicles. Crushed testicles. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. How would they know? Maybe they got to... Maybe they would check. Who will check? I mean, somebody can... Maybe even when the... Under, co- under the, the tunic, nobody knows what's... Maybe when the Kohanim would, would... When someone said, I want the, to the come mikveh, do... The mikveh, they have to go to the mikveh. They have to go to the mikveh ah, a lot, true. That's true. This is for a Kohen who wants to serve in the Now, a Kohen doesn't necessarily have to serve in the Mikdash. Meaning, he's not like. But you know, when he's serving in the Mikdash, he gets. He gets food. Food and money. Yeah, well, they get. They get the, the, good thing about, the good thing about serving in the Mikdash is that you get meat. Because even if you don't serve in the Mikdash, you can still get Terumah. Which is a whole separate thing we haven't so even discussed yet. You get more, you, get, you probably get better food. I mean, if the teruma that I bring, like and the skin, the skin out, they and they the get the skin, skin and they yes, sell the business. skin. This is right. their income. Right. It's like working for the government. You get better. Yes. Working for the government. Since when was that the best way to? No, no. You get more benefits. Kind of. Okay, uh, maybe. You're maybe. Working, you're working for Hashem. You get better benefits. No, I'm just making a stupid <laughs> yeah. I don't talk to you. Okay. <laughs>
You're speaking. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the government. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> after last night, huh? Shh. Let's continue. <laughs> Project 21. Anybody who has a, a, a defect from the descendants of Aaron, he cannot approach to bring the Korbanot of God. Since he has a defect, he, he should not approach to bring those offerings. Now, in terms of the bread or the food of the things that are Koche Kodashim, yes. he's allowed to eat. Yes. So the Pasuk is actually, look at this Pasuk 22, it says, the bread of God from the Koche Kodashim and from the regular holy he yes. shall eat. So what is it referring to? According to the, to the Midrash, it's interesting. It says, the first things, it says, Koche Kodashim. What do, you, what do you remember as Koche Kodashim? That would be the Korban Khatat. Yes. Korban Khatat that they would bring, that they would... Uh, that, that the Kohen would get paid for the atonement. So that's considered Koche Kodashim. It had to be eaten inside the Mikdash. Yes. But then you had the Korban Shalamim. That you can take it home. That you're allowed to take it home. And the other things that are, that are Kodashim Kalim, like uh, yes. Tiruma, yes. You know, these things you don't have to eat in the Mikdash. So, according to Rashi, Pasuk 22 is saying, whether it is from Koche Kodashim or, or it is from Kodashim from Kalim, he is permitted to eat. So if the other Kohanim were nice enough to this guy, Say, come, invite him, come hey, over. look, I did the korban, but if you want some flesh, you know. Come, come, come. Okay, Pasuk 23. He cannot come to the parochet, meaning, I, I think that's a, that means he cannot do any service of uh, Yom Kippur, which is where they did a lot of service by the parochet, I'm not sure. Uh, he can't approach and do service that includes the mizbeach, the altar. And he cannot desecrate my holy places because I am Hashem who sanctifies them. 24. And Moshe spoke to Aaron and to his sons and to all of B'nai Israel. So he's talking uh, to everybody, even the rules of the Quran. He's speaking to all of B'nai Israel. So, so Rashi says, why? Why is, he say, why is he speaking to all of B'nai Israel? For the rules of the Kohen mm-hmm. to tell the people of Bnei Israel, if you see the Kohen is not fulfilling his duties, you have to come and tell me. You gotta go watch. You gotta go watch and make sure they do it. We had and another. We had another similar pasuk. It said, "Vekidashto ki adlechem elvechu makri." Vekidashto, the the pasuk said, uh, "If you see that the Kohen is violating the laws of the Kohen, then you have to you have to you have to force him to go back and be holy. You know, you have to force you have to force him to and divorce and his." Uh, after in the Nebim, the Quran, there were all, there was a lot oh, of problems. Oh, in Baichini, the Quran were terrible. Quran were the worst. Uh, not, not the worst, but everybody was bad. But, but uh, yeah. Um, let's take a step back. I want to understand, I've been really struggling, and I don't know, I hope maybe someone can help me with, <laughs> with, um, <laughs> with the way Vaikra is being laid out. So we were saying that the first half of Vaikra talks about the Kiddushah as it pertains to the Mikdash. Correct. And then, once we hit the middle of Akharimot, it turned to the individual. Yes. So it was speaking about the Kiddushah as it pertains to our behavior. How we maintain Kiddushah. It should be like an animal. Right. And I'm thinking, there's more to it than that. I don't think it's just how we make ourselves Kadosh. Because... We're going to see now. It's going to this next topic is going to talk about uh, eating from the holy. Yes. Right. That you're not allowed to be tameh and then eat from the holy foods. 
from the foods that are offered. Yeah, they're, they're and then the next piece we're going to bring, the next segment is going to be not bringing a tame animal to the mikdash. Yes. So it all of a sudden sounds like we're back to the kiddushah of... Of the offerings. Of the offerings. So what happened? What happened to the whole theory? So either the theory is just not true, which is possible. I mean, meaning, meaning either um, there's just... Vaikra is less organized I think, than I'm hoping. I think, I think or this you could is find a difference. Of the Kohanims. Because now we are really they are concentrating totally on the Kohanim, on everything that the Kohan has to do. So you're saying this is more just like a tangent? Yes. To the because we, we spoke because about Kiddusha of the person, and we had to speak about the added Kiddusha of the Kohan. You, you, so then once we spoke about the pyramid. added Kiddusha of the Kohan, we added all the laws that pertain to the Kohan. I thought of potentially a second thing. If you look at the first half of Vaikra, it doesn't, it doesn't say um, that you shall not... It doesn't, it's not demanding behavior. If you look at, let's say, the descriptions of the laws of Tum'ah, does it say anywhere that you shall not become Tameh? No, maybe it says that by the non-kosher animals. Yes. You cannot... I, I, I'm having trouble with it. But it seems like the first half of Aikra is, is less focused on the individual... And his behavior, and more on just explaining the system. So, for example, understand that the nida and the yoledet they have these laws, and they become tameh from these things. More generally, but not saying, but it has not told us still what are the guidelines to what am I what am I allowed to do when I'm tameh? What am I not allowed to do when I'm tameh? Same so, thing. for example, from the first half of Vaikra, it just told me that if I touch a dead a dead uh, animal, I become tameh, tameh. Right now, in the second half of the of the part of Vaikra. When it starts speaking about how I am to maintain kedusha, not just the kedusha of the temple, but how the individual is to maintain kedusha, it tells me that by the way, if you're a regular person, you're allowed to become tameh to your parents or to or to anybody who's tameh. Uh, there's no problem becoming tameh, yeah. but the kohen is not allowed to become tameh if he wants to go uh, so uh, general, unless it's his from family. General members. is going more to really individual. Something like that. Like, Vaikra seems to be opening up with more general principles of Kiddushah of the Mikdash. And then once it changes topic to the Kiddushah of the person, it goes into, all right, now that you know all of the rules of Kiddushah from the first half of, of Vaikra, here are how they, here's how they apply. So you know the rules of Tumah. Now, you, add, you may ask, okay, I know the rules in abstract, but, but am I allowed to become Tamer? When and, and where? And what, what can I do? What, what happens, happens if I do? That's all the second half of Vaikra. I think that may be... How it's being organized, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still. That's what's bothering me the most about the, this week's parasha. Is I, I, to me, I think this is exactly is going from the people now went to specifically the coins and down from the coins they went to the coin gadol. It's going, you know. No, for sure. That, it's, that's that's for it's, sure it's, happening. It's going to a point. So if you the, the process from the end of suddenly we start with the with the with the time bound. Uh, right, right, right. So, the, so the process is clear from the end of Akhremont when it speaks about the sexual prohibitions, that is clearly talking about Kiddushah of everybody. Yes. And then Kiddushim is Kiddushah of everybody. And then Emor adds the Kiddushah of the Kohen and then it goes even higher to the Kiddushah of the, the Kohen Gadol. Gadol. So that's a clear progression yes. in intensity. Yes. Yes. Um, but when you take a step back and try to fit it into the larger picture of the entire book of Vaikra, that's where I'm having the difficulty. You've been jumping many different places. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's hard to see uh, how it's, it's hard to organize it all. Um, last thing, uh, and, and then, and then, okay, so then we speak about the Kohen. 
But then it goes back and it talks about the, the fact that a Kohen, any Kohen can't go and do service if he has a moon. Yes. So we went back to the regular Kohanim. Yes. That, this is the part when it talks about the moon, when it talks about the, the, the bodily uh, defects, yeah. that's when... But I think it's, it's preparing to confusing. explain that to go to the Kohen Gadol again, it's explaining that if they have any kind of problems, they cannot. Right, meaning in the first part of Vaikra, it spoke about just the Kiddusha of the Mikdash. Yes. But then now it's telling us, okay, and now that you know that you have to maintain Kiddusha of the Mikdash, here's how you behave in order to maintain that. So there's one, one type of behavior would be uh, the don't, do not go in if you have a mum. Also, it could be that because we started talking about the Kwanim, we're adding all, all the yes, laws of the Torah. Torah does do that, by the way. It opens up. Once it opens up a topic, it'll, it'll go and, and fit everything it can in about that topic into, you know, like for example, when we opened up the, after the death of our own sons, we wanted to open up the topic of what to causes a person to not go into the Mikdash and what does. It gave us a whole... And it gave us all of the laws of Tuma in one yes, shot. It was, yes. it was part of one long tangent that was the death of our own and then sons. We went back to, and then we went back to the death of our own sons when we wanted to introduce the laws of Yom correct. Kippur. Um, okay, so tomorrow, Bezer Hashem, we do, uh, there are two more sets of laws. One is what may be eaten, Yes. W- which Kohanim are allowed to eat the, the foods of the Kohanim and when, and who in their household may eat the, those foods. And then after that is the laws of the pure, the, 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 uh, um, not having a defect in the offering, meaning the same way a Kohen can't have a defect. The also, any offering that you bring cannot have a defect and the laws that apply there. And then... We went to the holidays. Yes, once we do that, we got to the What's holidays. Time-bound... Time uh, All right. What time is that? 7.20. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah.